This is How's It China with Cliff Central and China Plus. Download the podcast on the Cliff Central website, app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best things about living in or visiting China is the traditional food that you get to experience. There's an endless list of incredible dishes with a tremendous range of flavors and styles. Whatever your mood, there's always something to satisfy you. In today's episode of Hazard China, we recorded live at Biru Restaurant in Ravonia, and we tried out the famous Chinese hot pot. With us was Nflantlan Golube, who is a consultant for emerging markets in Africa at Deloitte, and he lived in Changchun for two years, which is in northeast China. Nflantlan has personal experiences of Chinese cuisine, from delicious to some really weird meals. And we got to finally uncover some of the myths that we've heard about the Chinese and what they eat. We also spoke to Pino Doncella, who is the manager at Biru Restaurant, and he told us some more about the Chinese hot pot, from its preparation to its ingredients. He also gave us a first-class experience of the richness of Chinese cuisine. Pumi, among the two of us, is the more of the foodie. So, you know, Pumi, we're gonna we're gonna leave you to ask the hardcore questions. You can see it, right? Like I yeah. can, I look like the foodie. You look ready. <laughs> no. I'm really excited to get going with this,、um, Pino. Just tell us what they've just put in front of us now. <laughs> Lovely. That is called a dual pot. Basically, inside there we got two different kinds of soup. One is a completely vegetarian soup. The other one is a bone soup with、mm-hmm. a chili bones. Bone soup. See. And that,、uh, honestly,、uh, my 55 years old Chinese chef, Mr. Wang, he spends a lot of time every morning just for the preparation of that. That cooks all the way through the day. It doesn't、mm. stop. Well, wow! We just add a little bit of water when it starts flowing down too much, because especially between six and seven o'clock, we got、mm. a full capacity. So automatically, we need to refill the soup. But you cannot take completely out because there is a bones inside. It's all the flavors that you put, you put it in, all the spice because it blends his own spice. He don't buy the spice done. He blends, He blends his, his own, own spice. spice.、Oh, wow! Believe me, every morning I will go to Chinatown, Seraldi, to go and buy all the product. And it's it's been a mission for me in the beginning. Now it's like a, a normal Italian you know. style almost. So what <laughs>、wow. kind of spices are we talking about? Well, yeah,、oh, it smells amazing. Yeah,、mm. it's、uh, all Chinese spice. That's、uh, I can tell you the name, but it's quite difficult to、um, pronounce them as well. <laughs> There's shumai, which is a, a spicy pepper. You got the taro. You got the.、Um, The green peppercorns. You got. These are a lot of spices. Do they know、uh, what you mean、sinuses. when you come to them with like a、uh, an Italian accent, and you're trying to tell them what Chinese spices you need? Do they know what you're talking about? I got clever on that. I took with me my <laughs> order sheets <laughs> with the Chinese writings, and I made it right. And just point what you pointed what you need, right? But, so what does that mean? I mean, is is this something that somebody could learn to make at home? It's not easy to make at home, to be honest with you. Like I just said to you,、um, the combination of the spice is what makes the soup.、Mm. The, the time that you hold the soup on the fire for six, seven hours to let the bone marrow coming out and release the flavor inside the broth—that is what、mm. makes the broth. And we well known for our hot pot because our、mm. Chinese chef, honestly,、uh, I hope that he's going to be with us forever. He <laughs>、mm. spends a lot of time on it.、Um, so, but what is, you know, the South African? You said your your. Your customer base is South Africans and foreigners, right?、So、what is the South African palate? You know, how do they feel about all of these authentic spices? Okay, just bear in mind that in South Africa we use a lot of spices as well. Yeah, lots of them. Okay, it's the combination is slightly different,、mm. but once you start tasting the soup, you、uh, they, it's hurt 
it's ground flavors inside there. Mm. So you uh, as, mm, you associate those flavors towards our flavors in South Africa mm. as well. So you get hooked to it. You will see it as you start tasting it. So Tlatla's hooked. Yes. Tlatla, you've so tried this before? Yes, you, I have. If you come here for a bad mistake, you will be coming over and over again for that soup. <laughs> so you are excited. You can't even yes. sit still. So I'll explain why. So where I studied and where I lived in China, it was based in northeast China. And because of the positioning, the winters would get really cold. Um, I'm talking about minus 30 to minus 40 degrees Celsius. And because of that, hot pot was quite a common food to eat in the winter because of its warming sort of um, characteristics. And you could either go to a restaurant, a hot pot restaurant, or what we would do as students, particularly the Chinese students, is that they would have the utensils at home to make their own individual hot pot um, sort of setups. Um, and then you'd all eat together with your own individual plates. So for me, it has it brings quite a lot of fond memories. Mm. It was amazing. And what what did it feel like for you? So when you moved there and mm-hmm. you started, was how weird was weird? And how long did it take you to kind of like stop missing the the? Game? Yeah, because I'm getting the idea that Pumi is like she's all brave and oh, I've done all of this before. But I think when you're in China and it's not all familiar and you don't mm. maybe you don't read or Ooh. understand the language properly. You've got to be a little careful in the beginning. You can't jump in and say, sure, I'll have whatever. Yeah. Yes, this is true. So um, to answer your question, before I went to China, I'd never been to Asia before. So my understanding of Chinese food was what we see here at our own Chinese takeaways, which is completely in the opposite direction of what Chinese food is. So when I got there and I saw you know, all of these authentic dishes, that for me was quite a personally exciting moment. But for a lot of my classmates, it was quite daunting. And so we all individually had to go on these journeys of finding dishes that work for us. Sort of like trial and error, which isn't always easy, but eventually you get an idea of what you like and um, what's not necessarily for you. The weirdest experience? um, Eating dog meat and dog brain. Brain. Dog brain. Hmm. Not really on my yeah, not really on my menu, but okay. I mean, listen, I'm curious too because Dari, who is um, she's attempted being a vegetarian a couple of times, and I did a, a couple of days of no meat the other day. They say that Chinese is actually a great way to go if you do want to go vegetarian because they've got nice options, very tasty stuff. Absolutely, there is a huge variety of vegetables, mm-hmm. or even on our menu, our output menu, it's got three quarters of the menu is vegetarian. On our normal menu, three quarters. Yes, on hot pot, it's mostly vegetarian. That is a small sample of vegetarian platter. That platter is completely vegetarian. You got tofu there. You got sweet corn. You got shiitake mushrooms, inoki mushrooms, king oyster mushrooms, oyster mushrooms, Chinese lettuce, Chinese cabbage, tomato. Name it, we make it. Hmm. It's phenomenal. So how does it work? It's very simple. So what happens now? Your broth is start boiling already. Yeah. So basically you start dipping all your product inside the pot pot. Now according to what you put in, you will take two to three minutes per atom to be ready to be eaten. Now what I'm going to do as well, I'm going to ask one of my assistants to prepare two or three different kinds of sauce. They go in those bowls here. Mm -hmm. Because what happens, each element that you take out from the soup, you can dip in your own sauce to have a different flavor as well. Mm. So you can have a plain as it comes out from the hot pot, which has got a lot of flavor as well. But if you like the flavor of garlic, because we cannot put garlic inside the hot pot, garlic, coriander, they fresh flavors. If you can't cook it, otherwise get bitter. Mm. So you mix it together, together with a bit of peanut butter sauce, oh, wow. some 
soya vinegar, I like this some already. chili. So we put it all together so you'll have a bite with and without flavor. So we'll see what's up. And obviously, so like, I mean, the definite thing, the logic says, as you put stuff in, is it changes that soup as exactly. well. So what you're in, in, eating at uh, the end in, of the... Exactly. There is a, a group of Chinese people that comes here mostly on a, a Sunday lunch. What they do, they wait, they never order double Double, bot, double pot, they want a single pot chili only mm. because a lot of flavor. And what they do, they just dig everything inside there and they let it cook for a long time. Mm. When it's ready, they just add a little bit of more soup, but the flavor, the concentration of flavor, besides the soup, to all the ingredients you, per, you drop it in, it's, am- it's amazing. It's absolutely fantastic. So wow. this is also the place to come to and, and people watch some kind of authentic You get a cultural African. experience, yeah. Yeah, so Sunday afternoon, note to self. Yeah, I have no. to get off my couch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's I want interesting us to try. that you Let mentioned that. Um, a little pro trick that I learned from some of my friends back in China is that they would always save the noodles for last. Because by that point, the broth has already absorbed all the different flavors, and then the noodles take everything in, all of those juices, Absolutely. and then you enjoy those last. Yeah, that's pro. So Pumi asked you just now about the weirdest thing you've eaten. And you said you've eaten dog... And you've eaten dog brains. Dog meat and dog brain. Okay, so go on. I mean, First I'm not going to do this. Before so. I go on, I need to say that in certain parts of China, it's considered a delicacy. Um, and this was when I just arrived. So one thing I'd been told was that if someone offers you something, yeah. um, particularly a delicacy, it's quite rude to turn it down. So I just thought to myself, hey, when in Rome... And um, if you've ever smelt what a wet dog smells like, that's exactly what dog meat tastes like. Mm. Um, so they purposefully serve it with a side dipping sauce to mask that um, flavor to make the experience more, I guess, um, pleasurable. Palatable. Palatable. I'm not sure if they did that specifically for us because we're a group of multiple foreigners and locals. Um, or whether that's just the norm, but that's what, it, what the explanation was. All right, so Pino, tell me what you're up to. Oh. Basically, what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to split all those items into two different kinds of soup. Like I say, I got vegetarian soup and I got chili soup. So we put some tofu here. Everyone knows what tofu is, I believe so. So, and some tofu in a chili soup. So what I'm going to do, in the next two, three minutes, this one will be already nice and ready to eat it. And we can test it, the flavor, without uh, any additive adding of spice that we're going to prepare and uh, plain like the way it is. Those are shimeji, shimeji mushrooms, which uh, our company produces in South Africa. Oh. And we distribute it through other, other shops around it. We produce basically shiitake, king oyster mushrooms, shimeji, and inoki. Mm. So all those products, they are freshly, we just received What's this morning as well. This is, just, this is a king oyster mushrooms. That is enormous. a. Looks like a slice it's of chicken breast. Basically, they are. They are very big. They are very big mushrooms. Those are traditional oyster mushrooms. Everyone knows those ones. They're very common. Then we got the Chinese spinach. You're just basically throwing this in. It's like get a fix at a cauldron in the yeah, asterisk. Like you need to cook and mix all the flavors all together. <laughs> this is a coronarium. Now, coronarium is a, and it's got a very similar flavor to the rocket. But less, less bitter, Can it's a, a medical herbs. It's very well known in China for these uh, properties. Then we've got some shiitake mushrooms here. It's very nice. And then Chinese lettuce. Which looks like our lettuce. Very similar to the, <laughs> to the crispy lettuce that we use here. Just long. It's long. It's slightly longer, yes. 
And uh, this is Chinese cabbage. Wow, this is a this is interesting. The the vegetarian side looks like a very watery salad, and the other side looks incredible. It's like almost like a stew, right? Exactly, it is a stew. Basically, it's a vegetarian stew. So what we normally do, we start with the vegetables because they can add more flavor to the soup, and then um, halfway through, when we take some stuff out of the soup, we can add all the other stuff. We got here some lamb, thinly sliced lamb, thinly sliced wagyu. And then I've got some dumplings here. We've got some uh, fish dumplings, some crepe caviar drops, some homemade noodles. Wow. All right. This is magic. So how do your international customers um, respond to, to the... Because they're used to having it back home, right? That so is when right. they're here, that is right. what, how do they find it? Do, does it match up to what they think? If I tell you that uh, we build up a huge amount of return customer, regular customer, nice. that uh, shows a lot about it, our quality of food. And uh, was, once you see this fresh product at the table, you can see the freshness of the ingredients. Automatically, uh, you will come back because the, the ingredients are to what makes your plate or dish. Mm. So the fish, if the fish, or the meat, or the vegetable, they have very well Believe me, the, 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 the final product will be the best. And that's what it's makes magnificent. us going. It, it is actually quite magnificent. If you don't mind me asking, um, which kind of customers are more difficult to please? First-time customers or returning customers who are from Asia who have had this kind of food before? Uh, definitely, it's... Uh, that's a, I would say it's a normal thing. It's much more difficult to retain your regular customer than okay. to bring in a new customer. Because your regular customer knows already the flavor, knows the way out. Mm. So it's important to have a constant delivery and constant quality at the table in order mm. to please your regular return customer. And occasionally surprise them, but also deliver what they know they're coming for. Absolutely right. No, Absolutely. We had guests last week, right, talking to us about when they were in China and some of the stuff that they saw. And Asi was so funny talking about the slaughtering of a sheep. And So what's, what's the same? If I'm a... Like me, you know, nice Zulu girl coming here. What What is it that's the same here as is in China? Just bear in mind that, like uh, we discussed just now about the, the product and uh, the flavor from the, the soil, the ground, it's, it doesn't change much. The costume may be slightly different, but the final product it is what it is. Basically, they use a lot of vegetables, like we use a lot of vegetables here. And there's lots of animals the way we slaughter our animals. So, in South Africa, we do our Sunday bride, do we? Mm. So, mm. I'll do for you a bride at the uh, table every single day. Is that the end for you? When, so, when you were over there, what, what are the places that... Because you were there a while, right? I was there for two years, correct. What were the places that kind of made you feel a little bit more like home when you were homesick? Places sure. where you went and ate, and even though it was Chinese food, you still felt a little bit like... So this because, reminds me. Yeah, so because I was a student at the time and we're living on a student budget, we would often frequent um, street food stalls um, because obviously those would be much cheaper than your restaurants. Um, I found that eating foods like chicken feet um, and a lot of stew-based meals reminded me of um, home. Another thing is that you already see and smell that the food here is or Chinese food is very flavorful. That's something that also reminded me of our local dishes, which actually are packed with flavor, um, particularly when it comes to spicy, spiciness and pepperiness. Oh, spicy. 
right? Absolutely. Actually, I just had some of the soup. It's fantastic. But there's it's one spicy. specific pepper. Yeah, I'm not too sure if it's actually in this hot pot dish, mm-hmm. but in China, if you order the chili section of the hot pot, there's this pepper known as Sichuan pepper. Sichuan is a province in southwest China, and this pepper has a numbing sort of characteristic. Wow. It's not hot <laughs> like chili, neither is it pungent like pepper. It's purely numbing. And so what they do is they take this Sichuan pepper in the hot pot and they mix it with um, chili. And so it creates this flavor known as mala, which means mala, which in Chinese means numbing spiciness, which was something I had never experienced before. So just imagine spicy flavor, but then your mouth just feeling numb. (laughs) That for me was a completely different experience. I will show you the paper and the, the end of the autopilot because normally I sit down. It's in yeah. there. <laughs> so it's, it's in there, right? Yeah. It's yeah. in there. It's in there. Well, I'll tell you, I like I like hot food, but this stuff is like a spicy, it's flavorsome, it's really nice. Um, like complex flavor. But yes. it, it has a kick. It does. Another no, interesting no thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys got this little, if I can catch him. Woody. This little guy here. Oh, no, this is a cup, huh? Yeah. Um, it's what a fungus that grows on trees. The Chinese name is muar, which means tree ear. The way it grows on the trees, it looks like it's the it's trees yeah. are growing ears. Wood ear. So this is common in hot pots as well. It has a very rubbery consistency. Mm-hmm. And um, I really fell in love with it when I was there. I'd never tasted it before. And ever since then, I've become obsessed with it. Tatla, I must say, every time you say these words, I have to like do a double take if it's properly coming from your mouth. What the hell? That's why we need to meet this chef. Yeah, is it? Mm. And so is it meeting, is it, is it doing what you thought it would do when you were like, I haven't had proper food since like 2017? It's doing more than I thought it would do. Absolutely Which, uh, more. What mushrooms are these? Shimeji mushrooms, white shimeji. you got the brown shimeji and white shimeji. That's amazing. Oh, this is nice. Tell you what, it'll clear your sinuses as well. Mm. Oh, it's does. good, eh? <laughs> Now you can imagine eating this in winter, the dead of winter, when it's minus 40 degrees Celsius. You know, this was my, this is the, the episode I've been waiting for. I'm glad you're The ready. food one. I was just like, <laughs> food. Finally. <laughs> the food one. Because, you know, because you, you kind of, even this experience, what it's done, is it's given me a little glimpse of a whole other world. Mm. I mean, all of these tastes that I've had, a new a new to my palate <laughs> I think what's also interesting is just the role that food culture plays in ch- Chinese society in general in what way um, I mean Gareth mentioned that China went through a very severe famine and so for them they hold food in high esteem so much so that in society um it's used as a way of bringing people together. Back in the day, um, instead of saying ni hao to greet you, people would say ni chu bao le ma, which means are you full, or ni chu fan le ma, have you eaten? Because food was so important, but at the same time it wasn't easily obtainable. Man. Now people just say ni hao. But um, yeah, food is basically used to either um, maintain existing um, interpersonal relationships, or as a sign of um, respect. If you respect someone, you'll order a huge table full of food for them, knowing that they might not finish everything, but it just conveys that you hold them in high esteem. Um, And of course, it brings families together to celebrate various Mm. events, the most important being the Chinese New Year, where families, you know, travel home no matter where they are in the world. 
and sit together and eat a meal to celebrate the new year. So it's great that we actually got to sit down and experience the culture of food, not just the food itself. You see, it's exactly like us. Garrett, you see what I said? It's exactly like us. Like, can't walk into people's houses and they not feed you. Like, oh, really? Exactly. Same thing. common When the Chinese table comes to the table, comes to the party, basically they do. They order a lot of food and often does say left behind or whatever. But it's a costume. They do want to please the guests. They want to show them. And it, I won't say it's a wealthy thing, but it's a welcoming thing. And it's hospitable. It is. Exactly. God, it is but then you Italians are like that too. We are absolutely. That's yes. something that is very we got in common. Absolutely. Mm. Even the way you just say that uh, when we we find each other somewhere in a, in, a, in a bar or whatever, the first thing is, "Are you doing? Are we going to have a bite?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a way to say. It. That's what we do. As well. I've done well with both the soups. Did you guys manage to try have that? You that numbing pepper. Have you seen what's happening at the rest oh, of nice. this? Have you mm. seen what's happening at the rest of this table? You must pace yourself, brother. Mm. <laughs> no, well, they keep putting food in front of me. What am I going to do? Just pace yourself. Long way brother. to go. Don't overfeed him, please. Did that tell me? And were there any um, don't do's just in terms of eating the food there and how you enjoy it? I mean, I'm thinking, like, I really like eating with my hands. I really mm. like being part of a, a very tactile experience of yeah. eating. Yeah. And my son taught me how to use chopsticks. I mean, it's quite embarrassing, but it's the truth, okay. right? Mm. Was Did you then find yourself ever in a moment of a, that's not the right thing to do, brother? Not entirely. I wouldn't say I encountered any don't do's. But of course, when it comes to eating and being with guests, there are certain things that you can do to show respect. Um, you don't have to do it, and I don't expect you to know. But if you do do those things, it's quite a good sign. For example... If we're having drinks and I'm younger than you and we want to do a cheers, I should put my glass lower than yours to show that I respect you. So I'd be there. Uh-huh. I wouldn't put my glass above yours. Um, but of course, being a foreigner, they wouldn't expect you to know things like that. Mm. Um, in terms of eating with your hands, um, I mean, I've seen locals eat with their hands depending on what kind of food that they're eating. Uh, one thing that you know did cause a bit of side eyes when foreigners did it was licking fingers. Um, <laughs> Ain't no finger looking good. <laughs> Ain't no finger looking good. So that's the one thing I can. I can Even I with can the chicken on. feet. Even with the Even chicken, feet. chicken feet. Yeah. We don't sell chicken feet here, but we, I'll buy from my staff because it's delicacy for them. They like chicken feet. Mm. Yeah. So you'll find that Chinese restaurants there are always napkins on the table. Sometimes you actually have to pay for the napkins as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah because you go through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Really? But I mean, they're not expensive. It's amazing. I mean, there are lots of similarities. I thought it would be very, very different, but the and flavors are a lot more interesting than what I'm used to. I've got a very boring palate in terms of, you okay. know, what I'm used to. But this stuff is a nice mix. I'm glad you're that because it is, um, I would say it is a proper Chinese food. It's not, it's not a chow mein that you can buy all over the show. It's not a normal deep fry or whatever you want. Mm. It's a proper Heard food from the side of town. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about deep fried. Like, this is, is actually, healthy. I was worried about it, right? Kind of mm. my calorie counting. This is not fatty. It's healthy. It's, 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 it's not. Way to eat, Bella. 
It really is. It's not fatty. It's not any of the things that you kind of look at and go, hmm, mm. is that going to like throw me off my summer bori? <laughs> <laughs> also, you just mentioned chicken chow mein. Yeah. When I went to China, especially my first week, I'd ask around, you know, do you have chicken chow mein? Only to realize that it's actually um, chow mein, which is fried um, noodles. So there, of course, the pronunciation has just been slightly altered. Um, and that's something that I only realized when I went back there or when I went there for the first time. Mm. So chow mein. Yeah, chow mein, yeah. And then we just say chow mein. So don't sound like an idiot. Say chow mein <laughs> and people will be impressed rather than put off. <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> Everything about it, magnificent. <clears throat> and it, you're right, Gareth, it, it's not different. Mm-hmm. It's it, it doesn't you know it doesn't jar it doesn't make your taste go what am I no, eating no, now no from a taste point of view it ticks all the boxes from a health point of view it ticks all the boxes I mean maybe the whole world should start eating Chinese food maybe we'd last a little longer and be a little healthier <laughs> yeah no definitely that's but, why uh, they last so long specific specific Chinese food mm. specific on specific on the output because like right. I say everything is being boiled not fried or fried <laughs> so it's definitely healthy well. Part of what we've wanted to achieve with House of China is to give South Africans an experience, and I certainly have had an incredible experience here. I did have a horrible, horrible stereotypical view of what Chinese food was. After eating this today, I'm a convert, and I think that what you've got going on here, Pino, is just absolutely amazing. Clunch, I thank you so much because the depth of your experience has made it very, very palatable for the rest of us even though you've discussed some pretty horrible things as well. I mean, your, your appreciation for this stuff is clear. And I mean, Pumi, from our point of view, I wasn't very well versed in Chinese food. Before I can this. certainly tell you that it delivers on the itis. I need to go home and have a nap. <laughs> it delivers. It delivers on the itis. It is so good. It is so amazing. It really, really, really... This um, is... We're coming back here. I'm glad you had that. I'm really happy you guys enjoy it. I want to give you a little taste of what is a traditional dessert in China, which is matcha ice cream, green tea ice cream. Mm. It's got a what? Green tea ice cream? I'm sure that has zero calories. I'm so happy. Thank you. Uh, okay, I'll think about <laughs> it. I'll let you know later. <laughs> this is Hazard China with Cliff Central and China Plus. Download the podcast on the Cliff Central website, app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.